Hey, Miles. Yeah, Kim? Have you ever heard of Enchanted? We're not supposed to be doing these. What do you mean we're not supposed to be doing these? Of course everybody's heard of these movies, haven't they? (laughs) Well, some people haven't, okay? Okay, well, before I started doing my Disney-a-thon, all of Disney, no, I have not heard of Enchanted, but now I have. People of the internet, I'm Kim. I'm Miles. And I'm Cam. And today we are watching Enchanted, uh, which if you are for some reason actually not familiar with the movie, it's a movie that's basically a love story to your classical uh, princess movies where you start off as your typical princess movie and then before you know it, it turns into this live action movie featuring Amy Adams and Dr. McDreamy doing a flash mob in Central Park and it's pretty great in my opinion. For those of you who don't watch Grey's Anatomy, we are talking about Patrick Dempsey. (laughs) (laughs) I still don't know who you're talking about, but okay. (laughs) So for the rest of this, we will continue to refer to him as Dr. McDreamy. Or just McDreamy for short, you know, whichever. So Miles, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I thought it was okay. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of when they take cartoons and turn the cartoon people into real people all that much. Uh, I did first see that in, uh, what was it called? Coolville? Cool Cool World? World? Cool World, that's the one. I did see that and it was okay then, but I don't know. It just never really stuck for me. That is quite the one to stick in your mind, since that's not even a Disney movie. I thought you were going to go with Who Framed Roger Rabbit or something. Yeah, but that's a mix of live action and cartoons. There is never an actual jump between the two. Okay, that's true, but I thought that was the case. Oh, wait, no, you're right. In Cool World, it's like this weird thing where they are live. They are like cartoon, and then they become live action, and but then some of them still are cartoon, and... Because there's like this one chick that's trying to become a real mm-hmm. person yep. and all this other stuff. And right. yeah. That was a cool movie. Indeed, it was. <laughs> I know where he was going with that, but you just walked right into it. So, <laughs> but, so I mean, you still liked this one? Yeah, it was decent, I guess I could say. Um, like, definitely better than some of the... Uh, some of the sequels to these Disney movies that I've been watching because I said I was watching all of them. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, some of them are bad. Like really, really bad. That's not a high bar to clear, Miles. Have you seen a Bell's Enchanted Christmas yet? Unfortunately. I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> I don't think forward. you want to talk about it either because she actually likes that one. No, I've seen that one. I'm sorry. I've seen it, but I will, I will bug you with the song of the as long as it's Christmas. I will chase you with See? a sweater with a sweater vest and beat you with it. Maybe she doesn't necessarily like it as much as the original Beauty and the Beast, but she sure likes it more than you and I do. Oh. I didn't say I liked it. I just remembered the friggin' song because my parents bought it for us on VHS. And sometimes, you know, you have nothing better to watch, so you watch the crummy Beauty and the Beast Christmas movie during that's, Christmas. That's still fonder memories than I have of that movie. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Tim Curry was in it, man. He was the big-ass organ. I know. Hayes for horses. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm wondering if you're not feeling so hot on this because of the fact that since this is a love letter to princess movies, we have to ask you, did you actually enjoy watching princess movies, Miles? Well, I'm not going to say I hated it. Um, it was actually a cool experience because I haven't really seen a whole lot of Disney to actually watch all of Disney, including the princess movies and that. Yeah. So... Personally, um, I thought they were actually not terrible. I thought they were okay. That's good. Which means a lot from somebody like me because, like, I'm not into that. I'm not into love stories at all. And that's completely fair. For the most part, I'm not either. I'd much rather live my love stories. So that's just me. You know what? Yep, that's fair. All right, Cam, did you have a particular part thing that you wanted to talk about? 
Um, like about Enchanted specifically? Yeah, sure. So, a funny thing, this movie sticks with me. because I did enjoy it. Absolutely thought it was great. And launched Amy Adams into the big star that she now is, which is great because she deserves it. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> She's such a good actress. Because, um, I mean, before this, she hadn't really done a whole lot of big stuff. Um, she had had a couple like larger supporting mm-hmm. roles in movies before this. But this was what got her to be an A-lister. Mm-hmm. Cause then after this, she's been in... Well, so many things. I just really remember her mostly as Lois Lane. Um, That's who it was. <laughs> oh, my God. And suddenly he just goes, oh, that's why I recognize this actress. Oh, man, I have so many of those, especially when I watch, like, older movies. Like, the other day I went and watched Dragonheart because that's on Netflix. And while I'm watching, you realize that Sean Connery was voicing the dragon. Oh, I already knew that Sean Connery was voicing the dragon. That's how I explained to my friend why the dragon in Vox Machina sounded like he was Scottish. I was like, "Haven't you seen Braveheart?" (laughs) What do you mean, Dragonheart? Yeah, haven't you seen Dragonheart? Like, it's clear that dragons are freaking Scottish, man. (laughs) And anyway, no, the the thing that I noticed was that the prince is the same actor who plays um. Remus in the Harry Potter movies. And I was like, oh, hey. Oh, shit, it is. Right? Holy crap, I didn't realize that until you just said that. (laughs) Right? So since we're on this topic of Harry Potter movie stuff, um, one of the actors who's in this, his name is, uh, I think it's James. Timothy Spall. Yeah, Yeah. Timothy Spall. Yeah, he plays uh, Nathaniel. And uh, I always, like, the first time I saw him, the first thing that popped in my head was, Actually, not necessarily uh, um, a positive thing. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't uh, Harry Potter. Oh. But it's actually from General Sam on YouTube because he plays a lot of Tarkov. Okay. And he always says that he's the rat of Tarkov because you got two oh. types of people who play Tarkov. The chads who run around with all their fancy equipment and they get in big firefights or the rats who just skulk around finding stuff and selling it. Mm-hmm. And he's a big rat. And he's like, if I had a person, like a mascot, it would be Timothy Spall in uh, <laughs> Harry in Harry Potter, Potter yeah. as the half rat, half man thing. Yep. And they actually like took a picture of him when he's like up with his hands in the air and it shows oh, him holding God, onto this yeah. like graphic card with like a Russian helmet terribly, <laughs> terribly uh, photoshopped on his head. He's like, ah. Oh. And it shows another one when his hands are down and he's like holding onto like a juice like a, a a milk jug and it's like opened up and he's like, oh, and he looks like he's, he was just drinking it. It was so good. Oh, God, that, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> Timothy Spall, I think, is one of the, like, I'm pretty sure I have seen him be, like, a good guy in <laughs> films before, but most of the big roles that I've seen him in Hollywood, he's a bad guy and often tends to be a rat-type bad guy just because of the way he looks. And it's just like, I feel sorry for him because you can't help the way you look. Right? That's just typecasting, man. And it's just... It's it, wrong, okay? However, it, he, it also wrong, ro- okay? he also rolls with it. He does very well. Oh, so absolutely. No disrespect to his acting. It's just kind of... <laughs> it, it sucks sometimes. Oh, to just be yeah. like, oh, you look this way, so we're going to make you a bad guy. Or we're going to make uh, you uh, uh, a minion. Yep. <laughs> to the main bad guy. Oh, yes. Oh, man. I think one of the things I love about this movie in particular is that the people that, you know, are in the real world, they act like normal people. and But, like, the people that come from the other side of the well, they, they act, act like normal people, too. But, like, in, in context to <laughs> their world. So, like, of course, they're crazy and over the top because that's how they are in their world. Like, the fact that... um James Marston's character, Edward, because he plays the prince, who's, yep. like, slaying the giants and things like that, attacks the city bus because he thinks, he thinks it's, it's the metal dragon, yeah. and he saved the peasants from the metal dragon. I think my favorite part about that is that he refers to, like, literally everyone that he comes across in New York as a peasant. <laughs> That's pretty great, too. Like, you, you just, like... He meets the governor or something like that, or even the mayor, and he calls him a peasant. 
Yeah. Like I can see I can just see that happening. Well, of course, he wasn't given that role by God. <laughs> exactly. Is, I mean, this is true. This is this is very fair. Although on the topic of Edward, this is interesting. So, like the whole point of this movie is a love letter to Disney princess movies, right? Yeah. Apparently. Did you not pick that up while we were watching this, Miles? Allegedly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously he's not the main prince oh, no. that Giselle goes with, because she goes with Robert. But I still find it quite interesting that he is supposed to be based off of princes, so sort of like Prince Charming, or um, actually I feel like both princes are... Prince Charming for Cinderella and Snow White, um, or Philip as an example of just kind of like they just go through the methods of getting their princess and that's all they have to do. But he's kind of dumb compared to those princes. So he doesn't seem like a Disney prince to me. Oh, I know where we're going with this. Yeah, he seems to be going off of a prince from a different movie. Are we talking about the Swan Princess? Yes, we are. He is absolutely... (laughs) He is totally... I I mean, Derek seems a little bit more competent, but at the same time, Derek is just a massive twat. I was thinking more along the lines of the Black Cauldron. Oh, jeez. Uh, I mean, okay, that works too. Um, Other than except the fact for the that fact that Taryn's not a prince. It's true. You know, I know, he's but he's just a warrior. An, sure. <laughs> Everyone else just calls him an assistant pig keeper, and that is a thing in the books too. He doesn't stop being an assistant pig keeper until he defeats the bad guy at the end. And so that takes five books and like almost ten years of his life. Wow. Yeah, well, he eventually became a warrior. Yeah, and a little bit more than that, too, but I'm not going to uh, spoil that. Because oh you should go read those books. Those are good books. I, I'm honestly not sure if I've actually seen the movie or if I just blocked it out at this point. That's okay, because I'm, you know, The Black Cauldron is this weird movie where it's kind of like people consider it a princess movie because Princess Ilanwi's in it, but... I have a feeling if that was chosen, I would be so mad while we were talking about this because I hate that movie. Again, like, I feel like I've seen it, but at the same time, my brain might have just blocked it out because I honestly don't remember And it. I hate it. And I watched it and I thought it was actually decent. It sucks compared to the novels that it is uh, based oh from. Oh my god, Cameron, not this again. Again? Uh, I've seen this. You can't base your opinion on a movie because a book did it better. Yeah. Yes, it's- I can. Yes, I can. I and I mean- will do it for this one in particular because The Black Cauldron was a horrible adaptation of those stories and was character assassination for Princess Ilanwi. I mean, she that's is how- a much stronger character and they just totally just made her a typical princess and it sucks. I mean, it's awful. I get it but because... she, like, solved half of the issues. She did! Except for the fact that she still, you know, like, cries and things it's like that whenever... Yes! Are you saying that people aren't allowed to cry, Cameron? I'm not saying that. I'm <laughs> saying that Princess Ilanwi in the books doesn't cry because when someone calls her silly, she'll just turn around and be like, Who's silly? You think I'm silly? You're the dipshit who got us into this, you dipshit. Fair enough. But no, I totally get it because I remember when I saw the the Golden Compass, I was like, what the hell is this? Like the movie, like again, because I have read the book. So I was just kind of like watching the movie going, what the hell is this? The only thing I liked about that movie was when your Nick Burneson like just completely bashed the other polar bear's jaw like clean off the bear fight was like straight out of well they changed like a little couple details but like that was the best part of that movie that was the that only was the good best part of that movie that was the only good part of that movie in my honest opinion throw those onto my list because i don't think i've seen them or if i have i don't remember them <laughs> okay <laughs> you want me to get you the books too and read those oh you know i don't read <laughs> you can read them to me when we're hunting 
bedtime I prob- stories. I probably could. <laughs> I, I probably could. You better do the voices, Cameron. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will. I will legitimately like go on those hunting trips just to hear that. Just to hear Cameron read bedtime stories and do the voices. I don't necessarily know if I would consider them bedtime stories, but absolutely, we're riding out there in the truck or something like that, and I'll just start chapter one and talking about Lyra Blackwa. Oh, man. See, and here I stand because one of my favorite series, the series of unfortunate events, I thought they did an awesome job with both the movie and the miniseries. Really now? Yes. I, I like the was, movie. Like, the, the movie was great. The miniseries, like, eight times better. Oh, absolutely. Uh, compared to the book, I don't really compare them to books. Like, mm. both were awesome. I loved that story series. And that's and, a fair uh, way to compare them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, whenever I watch a superhero movie, I need to, like, tell people, like, you know, there's so, the there's so many different adaptations <laughs> of the friggin' comics. So if it's not, like... Your specific, like, Superman or something? Well, I apologize, because chances are there is a Superman that acted like that, or a Batman that acted like that, because it's such an immersed universe where you have so many, like, ways that comic book artists um, portray the character. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, especially when you're talking about s- characters like Superman and Batman, seeing as how we are approaching them being a hundred years old. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's been a long time. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. They have they have been published continuously since the 30s. So Oh my god. Yeah. So if there is a if there is an interpretation of them, it probably has been done at some point. Absolutely. Like wasn't there a wasn't there a Superman where he was actually raised by Russians? Yeah, yes, it was yes, called sir. Red Sun. There you go. He he crashed in uh, in uh, Soviet Ukraine is what happened. Uh, there you so have technically it. not Russians, yep. Ukrainians. Yeah, which means all <laughs> the kibbutzah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that lucky son of a bitch! I don't know. Other than the fact that they would take all the food from Ukraine and just what? give it to everybody else. Yep. So, the th- so the thing about that is that I'm not. I don't think that they necessarily chose that as kind of like a, a as an fu towards Russia and the whole. He landed in Soviet Ukraine. That therefore he's Ukrainian. Similar to how it's not just that he's American. It's also that he's from Kansas. Um, I think it was just more the fact that Ukraine is like the breadbasket for the Soviet Union and Kansas is farming country. He also could have, he could have landed in like Iowa or something and he would have done just fine there too, I think. He could have landed in Saskatchewan because I believe originally (laughs) Superman was made by two Canadians. Well, yes, that is true too. (laughs) Let's be honest though. If he landed in Canada, he'd be a lot more sorry. (laughs) He would be he would be Superman. He'd be sorry, man. That's what the S stands for. For sorry. I'm sorry about that, folks. Yeah. Didn't mean to take down Does, your apartment. Yeah. S doesn't stand for hope anymore. It stands for sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh god. I, I for some reason now I need apologetics uh, Canadian Superman in my life. I don't know why, but I do. I now need that in my life. I'm pretty sure there is one. Which is in, like, a Canadian Superman? I mean, we have Captain Canuck, and we have a few other... um, Although, I don't think we have, like, a Superman. No, we have Captain Canuck. The closest thing we kind of have to Superman would be, like, Wolverine. He is not sorry, though. He is (laughs) not apologetic. No. I was also thinking that too. I'm like, there's Wolverine, but he does. He's not what we're thinking of because he, he would not apologize. And when he does, he does it's... it sparingly, and he kind of does that still like 25 percent apology, 75 percent. We, be uh, better. yeah, I mean, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry that you felt this way about me sticking my claws in you. I wouldn't even apologize about it. Like honestly, you would just shove them in there. And well, that's be what good I mean. Well, that's what I mean. Why are you right? in the way of my claws? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh no, you stabbed that man with your claws. I don't know what you're talking about. He ran into my claws. <laughs> oh, so he's like 
he's taking the same approach as uh, you do for vehicles with vehicle accidents with mm. animals. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, the animal hit me. <laughs> yep. You know, it is in some ways I feel appropriate that we've now talked about X Men, considering that that. I know James Marsden has done other things, but that's always who I'm going to remember him as, because he was Cyclops in the original X-Men movies. Really? Yes. Fair enough. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. Was, yeah, he was Cyclops. Oh, damn. Maybe you just didn't realize because, you know, he's, he's always, always... got the visor on. Yeah, so you don't see his eyes, and therefore, when we're watching this, we see his eyes all the time. You know, it's funny because he doesn't do a lot of, like, serious roles now. Like, that you th- like now that I think about and like, stuff he's been in kind of recently... Like, he's, uh, you know, he's in the, the Sonic movies and shit. That's oh. right. Yes. Okay, Sonic, that's the right. Sonic there was something. Good. Yeah. Right? I'm actually really excited for the next one. Yeah. I knew there was something else that was on the tip of my tongue. I'm like, he's been in something big recently, and why can't I remember? And that's right. He's, you know, his buddy. He's Sonic's human buddy. He's the Donut Lord. <laughs> yes. The Donut Lord. <laughs> That was such a good movie. I honestly walked into that movie going like, oh my God, this is going to be a pile of garbage and I'm going to love it. And I was unpleasantly surprised by how good it actually was. I think it's because like just the whole cast did a fantastic job. Like the fact that like Jim Carrey always gives it 110%. Mm And he's got just that face that like he's able to contort his face into the weirdest shapes and like totally like give up. Uh, like three hundred percent emotion. Yep. Absolutely, he was perfect, perfect, perfect Robotnik. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Even better when he got the mustache too. Oh, oh absolutely, yeah. crazy mustache. <laughs> oh yeah. Now we can get oh. some. Uh, now we can get. I guess the closest approximation of of Robotnik's faces from the games, like when you when you beat him and he's just like got those big ah yep. teeth bearing, you know, scowls and things I like that. I also greatly appreciated that they called him Dr. Robotnik because I was like That is yes. his name. It's his name, yeah. Yeah, but Eggman like Eggman is the like nickname that like, Sonic calls I know, him as but an like insult. It's, it's so dumb because now like in later series that's <sighs> just what just calls, calls him Dr. Eggman, Eggman which yeah. is like, no, his name is Dr. Robotnik, and it's just like, oh my god. It's you right there in the manuals. You can't expect the younger audience to be able to follow the the intense lore of <laughs> Of uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) (laughs) Young people need to get with it, okay? And that's coming from Miles. (laughs) Tails. (laughs) Because that's a thing. Yep, Yep. it sure is. Yep. (laughs) I'm curious. Wait, didn't they do that in the in the trailer? Didn't he introduce himself as Miles? And he was like, but you can call me Tails? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he does. I think so, yeah. And that makes me really happy. But then, of course, everybody comes up to me like, so does this mean your fursona is a fox? And I'm like, no. No. My fursona is a human. I'm the most human you guys know. I'm the most human. Well, I thought you were just going to be like, I don't have a fursona. No, I thought you were going <laughs> to no, be don't. like, I'm the most human fursona you've ever seen. It's very true. I mean, if someone didn't say that to you and you're just kind of like, my fursona is a human, and then they just be like, but that doesn't mean, and then you just be like, yeah, I don't have one. <laughs> Moving on. I'm happy if you do. Good for you. But I, I don't, don't have one. one. Yep. I'm, I'm very happy with who I am. Exactly. And if you can be happy with your two, I'm happy for you. And if you are happy as a wolf, fine. Good on you. Just don't, don't growl and bark at me, or else I'm going to start to treat you like one. Exactly. You know, I hunt wolves. Or I can. <laughs> I can hunt wolves. <laughs> I have the license for it. Actually, I do. Yeah. <laughs> would you Would you like to see his guns? I feel like you don't, so stop rubbing it in his face. <laughs> but again, I mean, I know a few people who are furries and that, and I'm, oh, I'm yeah. fine with it. They're, they're mm-hmm. cool people. Oh, absolutely. They kicked out fascists way quicker than other groups did, so oh, absolutely. furries are okay in my books yeah yeah okay is maybe not the and right word some, that i should use there's some people they're who good are, in my books who are in the furry community they actually have really good music like mm-hmm. ken ashcorp people oh, he's yeah. not he's not he's not truly a furry he just has a uh what do they call that like a furry a, uh, avatar not an avatar. No, no, no. It's like a mascot. Mascot, yeah. Uh, yes. yeah. He has a mascot for mm-hmm. his music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has a lot of really good music. Oh, absolutely. I really like his songs. 
Uh, speaking of songs, <laughs> what did you think of the songs that we had for this? Because, again, the whole kind of point of Enchanted is supposed to be a love letter to the princess movies that we've had you watch for the previous three weeks. So this was definitely more along the lines of more modern Disney princess stuff. Uh, so it was decent. Like, it was pretty okay. Uh, I much preferred the uh, the visuals, especially the when they had all the animals helping her. Oh, the my goodness. Yeah. All, all oh, of the God. animals of New York, which is exactly what you think they would be. Yeah. Uh, pigeons, rats, rats cockroaches. cockroaches. And I don't think Ooh. she understands that cockroaches are actually, like, really dirty and not that good. And no. somehow... <laughs> and they were when cleaning they, the bathtub. When, yeah! When they come out of there and they're just like, that thing is sparkling by the end of it. By all means, they probably licked it clean, sure. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that it's actually sanitary. I think she should have got the rats to clean it out because rats are very clean. Yeah, or they, clean. they clean themselves. Surprisingly, yeah. yes. But no, even the pigeons, like, even the pigeons would do a good job, better job. I mean, also the <laughs> the fact that like the uh, you know, they were doing the dishes and stuff, you know, things that you don't want the animals of New York doing to your uh, you know, house. And yet somehow they just do it, sort of like what happened in Snow White, where these animals just go with her, and suddenly they're cleaning a house. Somehow these raccoons are, you know, washing the laundry, and it's like... Uh, sorry, Cameron, you... you're a little bit wrong. Somehow these German raccoons <laughs> are doing look, this. At least, look, at least they got it right for once, right? They're in New York, there's rats, there's pigeons, there's cockroaches. Yes. There's also some chipmunks, although I believe that was because Pip came over from Andalusia, so... yeah. Actually, I think they do have some chipmunks. They're probably not a lot, though. Probably not. I no. mean, they have the city, squirrels, right? so... Yeah. I know. mean, they were freaking out when they, they saw him and were like... But surprisingly... Uh, no, I think that was also because of how he was acting. Ah, uh, yes. But surprisingly, there wasn't any Alvin in the chipmunks. That's... I Well, that's because Disney doesn't own them. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> they certainly didn't own them in 2007. I think that was pre uh, Disney takeover of everything. Yeah, basically. Yeah, this would have this would have been before they bought Marvel too. Yeah. Wow. Because this was pre Disney takeover of everything in existence. Um. Well, they had like officially brought Pixar in. I think by the time this came out. I think Pixar was, like, now part of Disney, as opposed to Pixar just like, yes, 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 Disney is releasing our films, but we are not part of the Disney family. So was this before they got the feelings are feelings? Or feelings have feelings? You mean Inside Out? Yeah. This yeah. was before Inside Out, yes. Well, yeah, it was, like, a good seven or eight years before it came out. Really? I thought yeah. it came out, like, mid-2000s. This wow. came out mid two thousand. No, 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 like, uh, yes, but Inside, Inside Out came out in like two thousand fifteen or something. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah, this is early two thousand. Recent, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This mid, was mid, this, this is, is mid, mid to late. late. Yeah, two thousand seven. Yeah, when this that's came out. Early yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was saying. Is that this is kind of early two thousands because it's two thousand seven. Well, well, that's not early two thousand. Okay, that's that, almost two thousand ten. No, she's technically correct because in a century. Yes, 2007 is early 2000s for the for that century. But for that decade, no, that's late. Yeah. <laughs> well, considering where we are now, you can understand why I said that. I, well, I do. We still are in the early 2000s. Then. <laughs> yeah, we haven't quite reached that uh, one quarter point yet. Oh, We're almost there. God. <laughs> <sighs> um. I will say that when it comes to animation in this movie, I did like the dragon. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. They did do a better job on it than they did the Dragonlance movie. Oh, man. Again, like, That's... you have some really <laughs> weird choices, Miles, where I'm not sure if you just are always in the mood to damn things with faint praise. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I'm trying to find good things to say about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> clearly. Uh... Okay, so... <clears throat> 
I feel there is something that we need to address about this, and that's that this is a princess movie, right? Absolutely. But it's not a princess movie because Giselle is not part of the princess line. Which is absolute BS in my opinion because they could have easily made dolls of, like, you know, the cartoon version of Giselle from the start of the movie. They absolutely could. I don't understand why they didn't. But they, according to them, they were like, oh, we don't want to pay royalties to Amy Adams because we're cheap jerks, so we're not going to do it. So that's the thing that kind of weirds me out. Okay, so when we're watching this and we're watching the animated parts, yes, Edward looks like James Marsden and Nathaniel looks like Timothy Spall. But I feel that that's also because their faces, like, are just so animated in a way that it's very easy to animate them and have them, like, not necessarily, yeah, yeah, like, you don't need to necessarily do too much. But looking at Giselle, and then when she comes out as Amy Adams... She looks nothing alike. Not, like, I I can see hints of it but otherwise i thought she just kind of looked like a generic disney Disney princess princess. what did you think miles (laughs) sorry this is just bringing back that meme of uh all the disney princesses together and they meet anna and elsa (laughs) and then the ones just like why are you 3d and they're like what you can't just ask somebody why they're 3d Oh, because it's like the freaking Mean Girls <laughs> yeah. meme. What, what, would Rapun- yeah. what, what do Rapunzel and Moana have to say about that, considering they're both 3D as well? They well, it was they, before that. Yeah. The meme came out before those, right? Actually, no, no, no. That doesn't make That's a lot. right. Uh, it, it was Rapunzel. No, no, no. It was before Rapunzel. Yeah. So, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense, because Frozen came out after Tangled did. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. that was the big one where they're like, screw it, we're not, well, okay. They had done some 3D CGI stuff before because we had Meet the Robertson Robinsons and Chicken Little. That movie is so underrated, Meet the Robinsons. So many people give it crap. I'm like, that movie is so underrated. What are you talking about? And again, that's still one of the ones that I haven't seen. Ah, we need to watch I it. I know it because it has a T-Rex in it. Yes, so it has like... the uh, popular meat of, I have a big head and tiny arms. I feel like you didn't think this through very well. <laughs> no you're right cameron it was it was tangled uh it was rapunzel okay all right yeah. and hmm. yeah so they're all the disney princesses are like sitting around and of course rapunzel shows up it wasn't jasmine no it was not jasmine uh, but one of them just like turns around and is like so like why are you 3d and they're like you can't ask somebody why they're 3d <laughs> you don't just ask that question <laughs> I and then along comes the uh, the meme of, uh, oh, what's her name? The one with the red curly hair. Oh, Merida. Merida? Merida, yeah. yeah. And then <laughs> the drunk Scottish girl memes. Yeah. Well, like the, oh. the politically correct drunk <laughs> Scottish girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah like, I think I remember. Oh, no, I remember, I remember that because I remember when uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet came out. And they have the Disney scene and Merida is, someone basically said, and so Merida has basically just embodied Scottish Twitter or something. Because there was like that specific, like, mm, uh, shit posting Twitter account for (laughs) where everything is done and like the the Scott dialect and everything. (laughs) I remember reading a few of those and I'm just like, wow, I I can parse this way better than I thought I would. And I've only been to Scotland like once in my life. Reminds me of the uh, the Donald Trump memes when they are voiced over by uh, oh, written no. over by uh, by Zap Brannigan. Oh uh, yeah, oh, I find no. the most sensual part of a woman is the boobies. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> so bad. The picture of Trump. Oh, oh god, so bad it was good. Ugh. Yeah, yuck. For some reason, when it's just said by Zap Brannigan, it's just better. <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, I also sit there and I think, uh, it's still Trump. Get him away from, get him away from Futurama, please. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. Um, but so again, like this is, this is one of those weird things about the Disney princess line that gets me because 
there's a whole lot of princesses that are not princesses, and then there were some that were princesses for some reason, and I don't know why. Like, when they launched the line in 99, um, just before Tarzan came out, there was a whole lot of talk that Jane was going to be in the line because she's technically kind of a princess because Tarzan is king of the apes, um, and therefore they get married, and so it's like, oh, I guess that would make her a queen, so that makes her royalty in a way, so she can be a princess. But then they're like, no, we're not going to put her in the line because she's got brown hair, she's white, and the outfit that she wears is... A close enough yellow. To both. Yes. Yeah. So she can't be a princess because her color scheme is too similar. And therefore, people might get confused and just won't buy either Belle or Jane. Or buy, like, Jane by accident thinking it was Belle or something. Yeah, But but can we please make Stitch a, a Disney princess? No, we, no, we, we need to no, make we, we need to make Cusco a Disney princess. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I'm 100% okay with that. Again, other weird things. So at the time when they launched it, Esmeralda was a princess. And then she stopped being a princess in like a few years later cuz they're like we don't want girls to start asking questions about why is Esmeralda a princess considering that, you know, she's a gypsy and, you know... You can't, know we can't say that yeah, word I anymore. Know. I'm Hey, you're right. She is she is Romani, but, I mean, they she calls herself a gypsy in the film. So yeah, I'm, I'm going with how she calls herself. In all fairness, <clears throat> people of the internet, you need to consider that... Before a specific time frame, we did refer to these people as gypsies. I thought it was like dedicated to a specific kind of people that were always moving, not necessarily. So there's, I believe so. Yeah, so like there is, there's, like there's that whole gypsy lifestyle, which mm. is the nomadic traveler. You don't have a fixed address, sort of thing. Mm. And there are still groups like that in places around the world. Yeah, and then you have the Romani. Who are, yeah. I remember when I went on a, a, a tour in Eastern Europe and some of the, we're going to walk around the town and there's someone who's just going to show us the sights and things like that. And we happened to go by a few different places, which were obvious homes in a way for Romani because no one likes them there. And the kind of dismissive, inflection in our tour guides voices whenever it came to talking about them i was just kind of like oh this is like how indigenous people are treated by white people in north america yeah that you know yeah that makes that makes sense unfortunately so i was just kind of like hmm and what was even better was how some of the people in my own group were referring to them too and i'm just kind of like giving them some side eye being like hmm I know what I'm not going to talk about for the rest of the for the rest of the time we're here <laughs> no no the whole point is when you see that is that you that's all you talk about you become that guy no I didn't I didn't want to do that because I want these are people that I wanted to kind of like keep as contacts and things like that but again there's that whole side eye where it's just kind of like okay if we're drunk enough, we are absolutely going to have uncomfortable conversations and everyone's going to hate me because I'm ruining the party because it's like, well, I'm sorry that you're racist. Actually, I'm not sorry about that and I'm not sorry that I'm pointing out that you're racist. Yep. Well, racism is taught. Yes. It is. Yes, it, it is. is. Just like homophobia. Y- yes, that, yep. And I really sexism. Like, I like that one story where it's like the... The two kids who are like in grade four, or like it was like a classroom of kids from grade four, and the one mm-hmm. kid says like, I think his name is like Timmy or something like that, and he says to them like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna marry James," and the one girl pops up and goes, "You can't do that. You're in grade four. <laughs> That's adorable. <laughs> oh yeah, I've heard about oh. that one. It's like you can't marry, and it's like why not? We're underage. It's like we're yeah. only we're all in grade four. Oh man, that just reminds me of my absolute favorite comic is that this guy is tucking in his son and his wife is like, oh, how did he go down all right? And the husband's like, 
Yeah, but I'm just I'm I'm a little bit concerned. And then it cuts to the little boy, and he's just like, "When I grow up, I'm gonna marry Cyclops." And the wife is just like, "Oh, honey, maybe he didn't really mean it." And like also, thing he's just like, "No, I refuse for my son, our son, to grow up and be a douchebag." She's right. And the mom is crying and be like, "Oh God, our son has terrible taste in men." It's true. It's very true. <laughs> Again, that's one of those things where it's clear that they had a certain interpretation of Cyclops in their mind. Because, you know, not every interpretation of Cyclops is him being a dick. So, I mean, you were saying earlier about how James Marsden seems to just kind of do silly roles kind of since then. And the funny thing was, because I was curious to see, like, how the casting was done, how they selected people. Yeah. And James Marsden did, like, uh, his auditions and everything before Patrick Dempsey was chosen to be Robert. Yeah. And so initially, uh, they were saying, oh, we could have James Marsden be Robert. And, you know, like, he's got the look and everything, and he could probably pull this off just fine. Mm -hmm. But then he said, no, I want to be Prince Edward, because that looks like fun. (laughs) I want to do that instead. And they're like, okay, here you go. You can be Prince Edward then. You know what? That that definitely sounds like a response he would have, because he definitely seems like that type of guy. The Well, especially considering other big roles that he's had since then, right? Exactly. Um, and other interesting thing for, like, casting stuff, the reason why they went with Amy Adams. So, as I had said before, she was kind of unknown by this point. Like, this was what really put her to where she is now. Yeah. And initially, Disney... The company did not want her to be Giselle. They wanted someone who would have been more established. So whether that means that they would have chosen, I don't know, like... uh, Amy Schuller. No. uh, I don't even know who that is. Who's the girl that plays Lizzie McGuire? Uh, Hilary Duff. Duff. Yeah. Like maybe they could have gone with someone like her Uh. or... It's someone else of kind of like like Lindsay Lohan or something I like that. I would have not watched the movie otherwise. I'm just saying that that's sort of where they were leaning. They wanted someone who would be a little bit more established. You know but what? The... They should have gone with Betty White. <laughs> Betty so, White would have killed it. She would have killed it. Oh, yeah. She would have absolutely killed yeah, that she role. she would have killed it. Absolutely. Um, but the reason why the Betty direct... Betty White for Disney Princess... The reason why the director held firm on casting Amy Adams was uh, they said she was totally committed to the character and like doing everything about it, which includes like all the mannerisms she has. And also said she didn't make fun of the character as in like she didn't crack jokes or be critical about the way it was written outside of like... Mm you know, off off, off screen and things yeah. like that. And I sat there and I'm looking at that and I'm sitting there going, as an actor myself, I laugh at myself all the time for performances. Because when I'm doing ridiculous stuff, it is ridiculous. Sometimes you just have to acknowledge that, like, I would not do this in my normal day-to-day life, but yeah. that's why I'm here as an actor. Yeah. This is why I do this, is to do stupid stuff like that. Sure, she's absolutely naive, and I can't believe that she thinks these things, but that's okay, because that's the character. Yeah. And then I have to be that character. Which is good. Like, like I said, I just that's read... That's playing a role. Like, exactly. honestly, good on her. Yeah. Awesome mm. job. Well, but I mean, and that's the thing, is that I sat there and I'm like, okay, so I guess it's one thing if you're just going to be like, can you believe I have to be a Disney princess? Which, I mean... Why did you come and audition for this if that's your takeaway from it? <laughs> or you like you read the like the synopsis of this movie and you went to like audition for it and then now that you're actually looking at the whole script you're like, "Oh, this is not what I thought it was going to be." And ah, the I... Robert Pattinson as Edward <laughs> effect, huh? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot, I need to read these books. Oh my god, this guy's a creep. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! This guy's a creep. If I was in his position, I would absolutely just pull full creep. 
he oh, did I'll walk away from well he it. did that's why <laughs> i've like heard i i heard a, he did a, a thing with gq um because the batman's coming out and so he was talking about how he basically only did twilight because he was running out of harry potter money oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> like he <laughs> like like he basically he did he he was cedric for the, the one movie and yeah. that was enough to like basically have him set for his young 20s life so he said he got an apartment in soho in london which is stupid expensive of course and then course. he was just doing like open mic gigs and stuff like that and then when the money started running low and he wasn't getting it back cuz he wasn't like doing big roles or anything or oh. anything like that his agent suddenly goes yo you gotta get you, you need a, you need a job and so then he's like okay and I'll take he it. Go, and he goes in the auditions for um uh twilight yeah and that's it and i remember him so the way he was talking about it now was he was saying so when we started shooting this i was like 21 22 which made me realize that he's not that much older than us. Right. <laughs> yep. I thought he was actually like pushing 40, but he's only like 35. <clears throat> wow. Anyways. It's only his character. Yeah, yeah, right. So basically, <laughs> what he was saying was at the time, because I was 21, I was just thinking to myself, oh my God, this guy's a huge creep. So I'm just going to play him off as a huge creep in that way that, you know, immature young adults do. And that's the why he kind of is... Creepy? Like a, yeah. <laughs> and it was just because he just reacted in that way. To which I sat back and I'm sitting there going, yeah, but that's okay. You owned that creepiness. I just feel like, so bad props for, uh, to you I for that. I just feel horrible for, for Kristen Stewart and having to be basically a piece of toast for like, oh, the whole yeah, series. <laughs> You know what? I you have to give her the fact that she managed to play that piece of toast really well because it takes a lot of dedication to to like yeah. actually not put in the effort to make the character their own. Because yeah. the whole point of Belle was not to be Bella? your own character. Oh yeah, yeah, because Bella, you cannot be your own character. Because if you be your own character, then people are not going to be able to relate like to you. you. Yeah. So I give Kristen Stewart full marks. A full A minus, because there's always room for improvement. Of course. <laughs> but she did a good job in making a character that is actually like anybody could be. Right. And like I say, that is difficult. That yeah. has to be unbelievably difficult. You have to be that author insert thing. Yeah. <laughs> this I, f I feel that this was one of the reasons why I was a huge fan um, when I first played the Mass Effect series with, um, as male Shep, um, I guess because also I am, I'm male, so well, may as well go with that. Yes. But Mark Mir, uh, specifically talked about how for the first game, he went with a very neutral inflection for all of his voice reads and his reason why is because he said, I am an avatar. It's the player who is making the choices for dialogue and things like that. And therefore, I'm going to try to be as neutral as possible so that the person who is playing and making these choices can put their own emotional spin on why they made those choices. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, maybe my delivery is a little flatter than that, but that's because I want it to be neutral so that the players themselves can put their own spin on it. Mm -hmm. And then you compare that to Jennifer Hale, who's been doing voice acting stuff for years and years and years. And her inflection was more accurate to what you chose. Oh, you chose the, you're going to be an asshole yeah. option. Okay. You're going to be an asshole and you're going to be like turbo asshole, which of course led to, but because all of the lines are recorded, like, kind of in isolation, yeah, that means that you get this weird emotional whiplash if you choose the asshole for one, and then the next choice you choose is the good person. And so then you just go from, like, <laughs> to be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I feel for you. I do. I really do. Hey, are, you, are you telling me you don't understand that they made a bipolar 
That's what I was going to say. Like, do, like I, I, do you not understand that female Commander Shepard is just bipolar? I mean, I'm not saying that that is not how it plays wait, out sometimes. Wait a second here. Is she allowed to be bipolar? They're not on plant, the same planet all the time. Oh. Are there polar opposites? Oh. <laughs> I guess all I'm, all I'm trying to say is that both approaches work. Um, some people just might be more open to it than others. That is very true and very fair when you think about it that way. Well, I mean, I was going to say something about how this is also sort of how, like, we know Patrick Dempsey as McDreamy, right? Dr. McDreamy, yes. So apparently Patrick Dempsey himself, it's not that he struggled necessarily, but the fact that he had to be the straight man in all of this was... A bit of an acting challenge for him because he was not used to having to be like exactly always straight edge Mm -hmm. in other stuff. Because in Grey's Anatomy, he isn't even that. He has his own drama and stuff like that happening all the time. And he's a little, you know, kind of back and forth over certain things as opposed to here where it's just like straight, no nonsense, just... Oh, God. No drama. I mean, it is a really good job, considering um, when you're watching the whole thing, when, you know, the flash mob in Central Park, uh, (laughs) like, the whole time he just has this look on his face, like, what the hell is happening right now? Like, and the fact that he asks, it's like, are all these people in on it? Like, what the hell is happening? That was the thing that I... He's never seen a flash mob. I know. I was just thinking that, too. That part seemed to be... Again, I understand that the reason why that they're doing that is like the whole, oh, can you believe this? This happens every time in a musical, especially the Disney ones where, you know, everyone just breaks out into song and we're just doing these highly choreographed scenes. And, and for some like reason, that. everyone knows the song yeah, and everybody knows the lyrics and everything. It's just like, yep, we were born to do this and therefore we're doing it. And so he's just like, what the how is this happening? And I'm sitting there going. Flash mobs are a thing! Now, you see, I have a theory about this. These people are not born to do this. It's actually a disease that comes across and is being spread by the outsiders, by these aliens that show up in our world. (laughs) What? So, what? It's it's a disease that takes them over, and then once once the uh, certain criteria is hit, then they just act it all out. And then after it's all done, they're probably going, what the hell just happened? So they don't realize that they did. What, we get body snatched, and then next thing you know, we're just going, that's how I know exactly. he loves me. That's how I know he cares. <laughs> it makes perfect sense, because only when the people come in, like within a certain area of her, they, do they start to do it. That's a very... Mm, you raise a very good point. <laughs> Kimmy's looking at me like uh, like I broke her, just so everybody knows. Whereas me... Dizzy's no longer so innocent anymore. I was going to say Please. I don't need aliens in my goddamn Dizzy movie, but you know what? Dizzy owns Fox at this point, so you know what? Xenomorph Queen, bring her on. I want her to be a Disney princess. Oh, I thought Come we were going to say something stitch. about... Yeah. I was Jeez. just thinking that too. I was like, what do you mean aliens in your Disney movies? One of your favorite movies is all about an alien. You know what? You're right. That is very unfair. And I am so sorry to Lilo and Stitch because I do love that movie. You should apologize to Experiment 626. I, 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 you know what? I, I do. Because I love Stitch. He, he's just this ball of anger. And he's just... Yeah. Like, there's so many great things about that movie. It's so good. I love it. So, do we have any closing notes when it comes to Disney princess movies so far? I guess I should ask. Should I continue watching them? We should do, like, a an episode on the overview of all Disney princess stuff? I mean, we could do that if we want to, because then we get to touch on, again, other edge cases. Like, the fact that Kida, for example, from Atlantis, is not a princess. Despite the fact that she's like the princess, of that's so wrong. Well, she oh. is like has I don't know. She's like the most 
She's the most distinct out distinct, of all of the yes, Disney princesses. Yes. Especially considering that quite a few of the princesses are not princesses. They're like Giselle, where a prince marries them. And all of a sudden they're a princess. now they're a princess, because that's what happens to Belle. That's what happens Cinderella. to uh, Cinderella. Uh, Snow White, I believe. No, Snow White, no, Snow White, no, Snow White no, is yeah. a prince. I believe in this interpretation she is a princess. Yeah, wearing um, but, rakes? Yeah, because the what? that's because her stepmother, you know. Oh yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She, she was doing yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. thing. Uh, um, I, mean, I see, says the blind yeah. man, pissing mm. into the wind. It's all coming back to me. Exactly. <laughs> uh, no, Jasmine is the Sultan's daughter, so she's, she's a, princess. a princess. Ariel is, is a, a princess. princess. Pocahontas is a princess. Mulan. Is Ooh, not a princess. That is nope. true. And has in no fact, status a, at all. In fact, she was like portraying as a man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very opposite princess. So, true. Uh, what's gonna... what's his name? Who she marries? What's his name? Um, he's a general, isn't he? He is well, a general. Well, he becomes a general, yeah. yeah Pretty but sure it's he's General not... Shao. <laughs> Maybe uh... I'm just hungry. <laughs> Oh, shoot. I don't remember what his but any, name is anymore. Anyways. He's going to make a man out of you. <laughs> he, he doesn't have any <laughs> royal pedigree at all. Honestly, I'd like to make a man so, out of me. <laughs> so neither of them are royalty at all. And then we've got, uh, well, Moana's a princess. Tiana is not a princess, but becomes one because she's going to marry. Technicalities. Yep. <laughs> Rapunzel is a princess. Yep. What about the princess and the frog? Yeah, that's, yeah, um, that's Tiana. Tiana. Yeah, that's Tiana. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> keep up. Keep up, Miles. So Sorry, then, yeah. Had... <laughs> gotta it's been keep a long up. time since I've seen that movie. That was It was one of the original <laughs> ones that I have seen, actually. Oh, okay. And not then... all the way through, just like every part mm. separately. Right, anyways. And then we've got Kida. Who has been around for thousands of years, thanks to sci-fi magic, I guess. Magic. And but yeah, like, the fact that she is not in the Disney Princess line is pretty absurd. Well, that reason uh, is another one of those just kind of BS marketing things. Of course. Uh, and it's also the reason why Ilanwi is not recognized as a princess either, because both of those movies bombed. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we can't. I don't know. Like merchandising is a thing. I've heard some people say that they didn't merchandise Atlantis enough. Those people did not go shopping in the places that I went. Atlantis merch was everywhere, and I bought it all. Oh man! I bought all the books, coloring books. Uh, I bought like things that you could like make little paper models of all the vehicles and stuff like that there were technical manuals for them i have a story for you now i don't know if you know the story of like the actual story behind the nightmare before christmas uh which actual story the story about how that movie completely bombed when it came out oh and um, then, so they just kind of, like, the people who actually worked on the movie, mm-hmm. um, they just kind of, like, you know, they kind of cut their losses and kind of, you know, forgot about it. And then later discovered that this movie had a massive fan base all of a sudden. and Makes like sense. And all this, like, merchandise related to it. And, like, it just kind of goes to show you that, like, yeah, sometimes... Like with really good marketing on okay, like you, you can bring something back if it has the proper like fan base and things like that. But that was mm-hmm. like a whole generation of people's like that was their persona. That was the scene kid. Oh yeah, I remember like, that. Like that that was a whole thing. So it wasn't necessarily the fact that the the movie did. Poorly, it was more the fact that these people just, I guess somebody popular liked it, dressed up with it, I guess you could say, like used a lot of the symbols and that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then that just took off because that's how, basically that's how memes work. That's how things work. That's how fashion, like that's how fashion trends and all that other stuff start. Mm -hmm. It's because one person who was pretty famous did it and then everyone started doing it. 
Yeah, well, and that's the thing, right? Is that you can have that happen if you have someone who's big enough to do it, which in and that can work uh, in going the opposite direction as well, which is why. So we're getting a new Buzz Lightyear movie, right? Yeah. And everyone's like, hooray, great, we're going to finally know the true story about Buzz. And I'm sitting there going, what do you mean we're going to finally learn the story? There was a whole cartoon about what Buzz Lightyear of Star Command did. It was called Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. What do you mean you didn't watch it? Oh, that's right. John Lasseter killed it because he did not like the portrayal of Buzz. So he killed it, buried it. And that's why it isn't even on Disney Plus, or it never, it never even got like a VHS or DVD release or anything. Much the only way you can watch it is people that recorded it. Much like the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, I actually found a copy of that for my brother-in-law. I have a copy as well. I've never seen it, but I was just like, you know what? I know he'd probably love this, so I bought it for him and gave it to him for Christmas. You have to watch it. Like, you just have to watch it. You do. You <laughs> You'll suffer throughout the whole thing, but you you watch it. Is hey, it true that Chewbacca's like family is actually wearing clothes? Is that mm, like an actual thing, or is that just a no, robot chicken thing? No, that's it's a robot, robot chicken, chicken thing. Okay. Uh, I thought you were going to say the thing about there are entire conversations that are all like the Wookiees just talking to each other, and it's and not subtitled. Yeah. What? That. Oh yeah. That's the best part. Oh of yeah. <sighs> entire scenes of Chewie's family just <laughs> talking to each other. You have no idea what they're saying because there are no subtitles. Oh my god. I thought it was great. It's (laughs) worth a watch. There Wookiees talking. You know what? I think think as a palate cleanser, we should watch that for for all these Disney princess stuff. (laughs) I'd be down for it. Well, considering that Princess Leia is technically a Disney princess now. She is technically a Disney princess. And she is in the holiday special. She is. She's not there for very long, but she is there. Same with uh, Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah. really? But that was, like, mm-hmm. right after his accident, too, I think. Oh, I, th- I see. Yeah, I can't remember yeah, if this one like... was right after or if it was, like, just shortly before or something. But no, it was right it was... after because they oh, couldn't okay. get the makeup right. Oh, that's no. right. Yeah. Oh, that's why. And, like, Good. he was still, like, I'm pretty sure he was still pretty doped up on the painkillers, too, because the way he was acting was, like, like, Luke definitely had some time on the dark side and it wasn't the i'm going to destroy everything is i'm going to leave the world a little bit weirder it was pretty great well then you had harrison ford who's just like why am i here why are we doing this (laughs) don't make me talk to the wookie mother for like (laughs) for like five minutes and yet all of the other like special guest stars they just owned their appearances. Oh, absolutely. Oh, it was pretty great. Man. That's what was the best. You like... might also know about it because B. Arthur's in it and she sings. What? Yep. So I think we should cut it here before we get way too far into this. Because <laughs> we already talked mostly about not enchantment. Oh, that's okay. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's most of these, honestly. You make it keep pretty good on there. Uh, we have said a lot of things about Enchanted. It's just that they also kind of just spun out into other things that are related to Enchanted. I guess I have to take a page from my own sh- my own show and just let it blossom instead of keeping it closed in the bud. Look, I feel that this is much better because I feel that this says more about what we took away from Enchanted when we compare it to. Sleeping Beauty and Snow White, where we didn't really have a whole lot to say, and we didn't have a whole lot of things to blossom out into other things. Oh, of That's course. Very true. Like the whole thing about Amy, Amy Adams and just like totally owning that role. Exactly. And just like other things related to it. Exactly. All of a sudden, talking about Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart owning their choices as Edward and Bella. Yep. <laughs> I mean, personally, my favorite is just how he treated his fans, where he was just like, you know what? I don't fucking care. Like, at all. Good. I I still stand by him for that, because you're always going to have... Well, that's the thing, too. As an actor or performer, you're always going to have people that have opinions, and you're just kind of like, okay, fine. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one, and they all stink. No, everybody thinks everyone else's stinks. Okay, yep. that too. 
You know what? That's such a correct answer. Until you find one person whose butthole does not stink that bad. <sighs> it seems like next time Kim's going to be with us, we're going to be watching a very different series. <laughs> is it the holiday special or is it something else? Who knows? We'll find out when we get there. Yeah, we'll see when, we, when we're all together again. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't mind being on here more often, in all honesty. Yeah, I didn't say, like, I didn't say that as if, like, you're not going to be here for another year or something. No. I'm just saying just, the next time. I was just going to fade off into obscurity again, like I did the last time. <laughs> Go uh, up into well. the wilderness. That oh, is downtown Edmonton. I'll, I'll still. Whoosh. You can go find Away your, your go. men to go kiss there. <laughs> I knew you were going to freaking sneak that in there. I was like, we haven't talked about it all hey, you, throw, gotta... you throw a ball, I'm going to hit it. Yeah, exactly. You, 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 give, me a, you, you give me a hammer, everything becomes a nail. <laughs> well, I guess that, that's our show, folks. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, through our trek through Disney princess movies through the years and after as well it's not like they're not still making them that's very true <laughs> okay then have a good one you guys bye as we're finishing our wasn't this fun